Hello and welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name is Katie Stoll. That's right. Don't look it up. I'm Cody Johnston. Hi. Hi. Hello. Joining us today, he is a researcher on domestic extremism and the internet and is currently a resident fellow with the DFR Lab and also is the host of the Shit Post podcast. Everybody give it up for Jared Holt. Give it up. I've never said up. that. Get, give <laughs> it never... give it up. I I'm picturing like people listening to this in their cars just going batshit like, yeah, yeah. let's go. Like, oh, on, right now. on a jog, just like shouting, getting out of breath. <laughs> right. I used to write this show. I used to script <laughs> these things for myself. And now I just let it roll. And, and now we see the benefit of you not doing that. Here we go. Give it up, everyone. Okay, cool. Now <laughs> Write it's your time. congressman for <laughs> yeah. our guest. Oh boy. Thanks for reminding me. People mm-hmm. are, are staring at you on the bus and you're just like motioning to your headphone. It, it's it's a podcast. I'm sorry. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm, I'm clapping for the podcast. If you knew who the guest was. <laughs> it, 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 it's not weird. I promise. <laughs> Clearly, you're you're not a you're not a DFR Lab fanboy, but <laughs> I don't have much of a mask, and I get I listen to a lot of podcasts. I walk a lot in my neighborhood, walk my dog, multitask, listening to podcasts, and I'm frequently reacting or saying what, like <laughs> saying like, tell them this, and like, but I forget that there's people, and people see it, they do. Mm-hmm. There's no oh, yeah. denying, and it doesn't help. I'd love our Raycon earbuds. Oh wow! Can't say otherwise. Right. But most people don't know that I'm wearing my ear, my headphones, mm-hmm. my because they're so seamless. They fit seamlessly so in your seamless, ears, and they don't fall out. Whatever mm. the activity, they're anyway. <laughs> patented gel tips for all sizes of ears. We're not That's doing true. that for them right now. Let's... I mean, we have got to stop and get on to some holidays. Today, June 30th, is National Meteor Watch Day. Which is funny because isn't you watch meteors when the when a meteor decides to appear. You don't they are not bound by the rules of our national holidays, mm. you know? Yeah. Cause I mean I mean there's not like a meteor shower all the time, but like they're like shooting stars and meteors all the time. Yeah. You can do it you can do it any day. Is it well, is this I mean, I wasn't aware this was a day. Is this about a specific meteor shower or is it just like an appreciation for Jonathan? The idea? In the extensive research I did whereby <laughs> I go in the, in to the a few fun facts box at the at the bottom. Uh, where I go to National Day Calendar dot whatever to pull these. This is just about enjoying meteors when you see them specifically on June thirtieth, act- not to do with any specific meteor shower. Yeah. You can enjoy them on other days, though, right? I'll tell you what, I've never enjoyed a meteor shower on June 30th. Really? I, well, I mean, I, I maybe I have. I don't know. That's a very specific day. I don't know that I've ever you actually... Should go, you should go drive out to Joshua Tree tonight and see if you can find any. Yeah. And July 1st is National U.S. Postage Stamp Day. This is the anniversary of when postage stamps were first introduced. Ooh. July 1st, 1847. That's fun. You, you Go nerds. get your get your commemorative Nancy Reagan stamps today. <laughs> They'll just like give a day to anything, won't they? Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's the point of this segment. <laughs> I, I, I I remember you know back in the day when days were special. Um, yeah. Days when they mattered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Jordan Peterson has some really good thoughts about this. I, we we need to return to a, God. a time. Return when to days. a time. I I like I I don't even know if you're joking. Like he might have like a tight 
five no, about he, 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 he like, might I <laughs> stamps or like national days or like anything like i it, mean <laughs> if he was here and we brought it up he would absolutely take that bone and run with it mm-hmm. without yeah. question yeah. jared we're gonna ask you some questions we're gonna stop this messing is- about <laughs> we're gonna get get to it okay okay researcher on domestic extremism and the internet are there any, are there any- <laughs> is domestic extremism bad <laughs> Tell hmm. me about it. How is that job? <laughs> uh, the, the job is uh, really interesting. I basically like eat poison all day and yeah. then like try to like ooze out something useful every once in a while. So it's, it, it's a weird job, but unfortunately it has become relevant. Uh, like when I started yeah. doing this like seven years ago, I was like, Hmm, I don't know. This this kind of sucks. I, I'm going to write some stuff about this. And then I thought maybe I would move on and write about something else. But uh, then it just got like worse and worse. You were in the, the mm. right place at the very wrong time. Mm. Yeah. And, and then like doing this kind of work too also provides this like really kind of weird conflict where it's like as the world gets worse, my career gets better. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Which feels a little yeah. gross. But I, I'm like, I, I'm doing what I can like trying to do something about it or like be helpful about it so yeah i don't know it's weird weird job that's an interesting perspective i think i won't speak for cody i think that you have a harder job than what we have because it's not all hyper focused on just one terrible thing but there is an element of like yeah you swimming through a sea of Bad realities, bad news, and trying to digest it into something that to educate people or to help in some kind of a way. And it's not great that business is going well. You know, it's a double edged sword here of like, I'm really grateful that we get to do this, but it's a real bummer. And yeah. Yeah, like my profile has risen, but that is only because the profile of extremism has risen uh, yeah. to the point where you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I remember like media doing the thing they usually do and like, wow, she uh, she's got some crazy beliefs. Mm, but what a character. You know, oh, oh, look at this clown. Yeah. And then this clown is like in Congress and mm. one of the like leading f- fundraisers in the gop yeah future vice president marjorie shayla green yeah this is a friend she doesn't she doesn't actually represent anything and then it's like oh actually now she's one of the most like sought after endorsements even though she's like a do-nothing uh politician who only like agitates on a propaganda line you can see it coming and it gets frustrating when you're like don't do the thing again with her don't we're giving her the air and the attention she needs to thrive. We are giving her, you know, but people have a tendency to be so short-sighted or say, and I'm thinking, you know, don't worry, you're overreacting. I'm thinking about that in just context with everything that we see happening. Uh, You know, I don't know if you've felt that way, that you're like screaming into the void sometimes with your work and then people start to notice later. Yeah, I mean, generally how it goes is, so I I do this work all the time. This is my full-time job, Monday to Friday, uh, eight hours a day, this is what I do, right? And I've been doing this for about seven years, and it kind of goes in cycles, right? There will be maybe some concern, but generally what we see is kind of a reactive national approach to this, Mm -hmm. where instead of 
you know, talking about this in a proactive way, people kind of like sit around mm -hmm. and something like the Capitol riot happens and everyone goes, holy shit, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. right, and, right. I, and, I'm, and then it's my job to roll up and be like, look, I wrote this research paper about right, exactly. Where We've been talking weeks, about weeks, it. For weeks and weeks, we knew this specific day, this would happen and all these sorts and of things. And I yeah. feel that way now. As soon as January 6th was over, it's like ever since I, there's, it feels like tension to me. Like there's a tension in the air of like, it's not gone. It's still happening. You know, there's, there's people are organizing. It's just because you're not seeing it on your television screen right now doesn't mean problem solved. Which kind of brings me to this next question. Are, are there any discussions happening on right-wing conspiracy social media that those of us on the left don't know about right now? Are there new burgeoning theories? And other than Q being back, which is another part of that question. Like, yeah, yeah. Q is back. Um, it, it's kind of unclear to me if that community will go back mm -hmm. to it because when Q left for like a year and a half, a lot of these people just kind of like dissipated out into the rest of the, the far right, you know, yeah. they're the same people that are going to the school boards or in the, tr you know, truck convoy that didn't do anything. So uh, as far as things that are happening on the right, I, I think kind of what people on the left tend to miss about the right is kind of how strategic it is. The folks on the right, and especially the far right, you know, they might bicker and infight sometimes, but generally speaking, uh, they have kind of this common terrible vision that they are all working towards. And if you read, like go back and read interviews with people uh, like Steve Bannon or watch old videos that like Mike Cernovich, uh, for example, was like putting out during their come up, uh, they really kind of, they think about this in a very different way. You know, yeah. the truth or like honest, you know, trying to do an honest accounting or reaction to reality is really not what the project is. It's, and they kind of think of it that way as a project. So it, and also the right is like way better resource too. I mean, there's like a whole pipeline in DC to send like aspiring conservative college kids to like roll through the Heritage Foundation and write for some like campus outrage blog and then sort of launder their way into the press corps, you know, climbing up the ladder to go to places like Daily Caller, which for some fucking reason... Uh, mainstream publications see and they're like, oh, wow, that's that could be a good yeah. candidate to balance mm -hmm. our page, you know, and so, so you get <laughs> so you just get this like ideological project being able to sort of crash the gates uh, almost effortlessly. And that's kind of, you know, how it how this level of, of power has been attained by it, I think. Yeah. Is there anything that you think social media platforms could do could actually do better to kind of tamper down on this yeah screen. i mean yeah. i i mean my first recommendation would be that they should just destroy the platforms <laughs> yeah um, that's not a bad sure. idea this, yeah, good it, idea it, it was a mistake <laughs> obviously like all of this effort especially on this issue is like really hyper focused on like you know, we, we have to ban this account or like tweak the algorithm. And ultimately, we're just like fiddling knobs on 
a status quo that fucking sucks. And I think like you're not going to get lasting change here until you change the economic model of the internet and stop monetizing attention. Uh, Because as long as what's for sale is people staring into the app and getting Mm -hmm. mad and posting things and inputting data, uh, these platforms don't really have a big incentive to like do anything about it generally uh, and until it crosses the threshold into being illegal or like incredibly dangerous in like a violent way. Yeah, it's like this like kind of like slow acting poison and they just keep like changing the formula a little bit to make it yeah. like a little faster, a little slower, but it's still the same thing that we're all consuming. Yeah, it's it's the drill tweet about like standing next to the racism dial mm-hmm. and like turning it back and looking Yeah, looking like, at the audience turn- and like is yeah. this is this the right level? Are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's where we start to actually talk about the news. And of course, the big news this week is the Speaking of well-coordinated uh, ideological yeah, project. There's the there's the segue. Damn it. Right Damn there. it. It's all right. Anywho, Roe v. Wade. It happened. Happened right at, well, the day after we recorded. And we did say that most likely it would be happening. So you could, I guess I'm a prophet. I don't know. This has been an awful fucking week. And I... I don't even know what to say. I've been so angry. We had a Google Hangout and I shared this. So for those 10 people, <laughs> I'm sorry you're hearing me say this twice, but it's like I've, I've felt like a live wire. Everything. I'm just so mad. I have no patience for anybody or anything. So fucking frustrated that we've been watching this happen. Slow moving train coming straight at us. And I, I was cleaning out my garage recently and i found this box of old journals and uh like a bunch of them from all my from all my old adulthood and i just picked a random one and it happened to have been from 2016 and i picked a random page and it was like me talking about how afraid i was and how terrified i was of, of this specific thing happening and then right there in the same sentence i say i'm overreacting this can't possibly happen it really felt like a gut punch of how long we've been living with this this sword. And we've all been seeing it happen. And yet and we, we busted our asses to get Democrats elected and done everything possible. And in the end, we just let them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. You, you know, yeah. I, I think what's important here is that we all give fifteen dollars to Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> re- reelection well, campaign. Well, she needs it. <laughs> She's oh, she's only like one of the richest people in Congress. <laughs> like you fund it, Nancy. You take a couple million dollars and fund the campaign. You fund whatever. Yeah. Well, also it would be a different, and we'll get into this too. It would be a different, slightly different. Obviously, it's very frustrating when the first message out of the gate when yeah. it happens is you got to get out. Is like election in five months um like literally the only message from both the president and the vice president and the the vice president also had a message of well what do you want us to do which i think is also maybe not super helpful um in terms of like the leaders of the party in the nation she grimaced at a television what more do you want it was unbelievable (laughs) because they knew this was happening. Everybody did. We did. We talked about it that week. We talked about it the week before and the week before and the week before and the week before. I mean, maybe they don't listen to this show. I, 
They should, but like it's the only news podcast. No, they do. I know they do. I know they do. Joe, get it together, all right? You donkey <laughs> punching fuck ass. I don't know. Um, <laughs> whatever the phrase is, that was a good one. Yeah, uh, but like, if you're going to like have some sort of idea of what you want to say, some plan beyond that message, and also if you're going to say that the solution is just to vote it's maybe a little more helpful to say vote for democrats and we will do this specific thing um it seems so vague and unprepared which i think it is both of those things and it's just frustrating to see the reaction to that reaction be like well what do you expect them to do and this and this and this you gotta vote like yeah i'm gonna vote i'm tired of course i'm gonna fucking vote like, I vote all the time, every time I can, because it's easy. But, like, that frustration is real. People see the president of the United States going, you gotta vote for us, and hopefully we'll figure it out then. Um, and then if, when the reaction to that is like, well, what do you want to do? At least acknowledge that that series of events is absurd. It's a completely absurd series of events. When everybody knew this was going to happen, it happened. And then, like, you got to vote for us and hopefully we'll figure it out later. Um, that's ridiculous. And to not be able to at least acknowledge that is very frustrating. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, this, it's, it's this, like, 50-year failure of the Democrats to have any courage to use the power that people give them. You know, stall some hearings, like, mm -hmm. to torpedo mm -hmm. some shit, you know, because that's, like... You know, Obama wanted to nominate uh, Merrick Garland, right? And what did Mitch McConnell do? He was like, yeah, I don't think so, buddy. Um, yeah. And told him to his face. They, Pretty sure Joe yeah. was there. <laughs> like They get their power and then they use it. And it's like, it, it's not that like one thing happened and now, wow, they took over the court. It's like a bunch of mm -hmm. little things yeah. happened yeah. over the course of decades. And then right. and, and a lot of those little things were like their failure. Right. Uh like it was like a series of 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 successes on one side and failures on the other. And in these heated back and forths, there's like a yes, this is 50 years of another way of I've seen it phrased of Republican planning. Yeah, it's true. And we lost. We fucking yeah. lost. We don't have 50 years to slowly chip away. We've lost. We're out of time. It's not, yes, abortion, bodily autonomy, but the climate, our democracy, all of it. This is the point where you say, hey, guys, new strategy, time's up, and you're terrified of the midterms. You've already lost those two as far as I, I mean, maybe not. I'm not saying don't vote. We should all, I'm obviously going to vote, but a lot of people are pissed off and a lot of people are disillusioned and a lot of people probably think that they can't keep giving the Democrats their vote if they're not going to do anything with it, because that's called enabling. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. If you want to have a different pattern, you change the pattern. Again, not suggesting you do that, but so what's, so, what, so what's left? What do you do? You do something dramatic if you actually care, if you understand the stakes. And I'm not saying that we'll win the election if we say, try to... We're going to get to this. Biden has now come out supporting you know, <laughs> doing away with the filibuster to codify mm. these rights. Okay, well, what about gay rights? What about, you know, Unbelievable uh, gay marriage? That it's a week later, by the way. Like, yeah, he's a saying week this later. today. It's a week it later. Is. Again, we'll get to it. Embarrassing. But, like, 
like that's not enough. Everything is at stake. I don't know. I'm radicalized. I, I have very. I did not expect much from the the Democrats. Why but, would you? But I was still stunned and flummoxed by how little they said and did. Like even threaten to expand the court. Mm-hmm. Biden can say, oh, in li- I know I said I wouldn't right. do it, but in light of this, it, it might be worth considering. Threaten that they're going to have some of their power taken away. Don't immediately give up all of your leverage in negotiate. Like, I don't believe that uh, Donald Trump was the best negotiator, but like Biden ain't great at is. it either. Biden's not very good at it if he's saying, no, no I'm not going to do any of the things. Well, Donald Trump at least tried to get the things he wanted. <laughs> Well, that's the that's the other thing. Like, there's that quote from I mean, there are all these fucking quotes from like fucking the politicos of the world of like, here's the here's the atmosphere. Here's the environment in the White House. But it's all just like, yeah, they don't want to like they don't want to like make anybody mad. And it's <laughs> yeah. like You're the fucking president, man. Like you're going to make half the country mad. That's the deal. Right. Like, especially these days, like and everybody's already like. What, what's the quote? Uh, Biden officials are concerned that more radical moves would be politically polarizing ahead of November. You're worried Uh-oh. about political polarization in 2022? Yeah, yeah. man. Is they, that they, like... They call you Brandon, my dude. Like, <laughs> like, like, they like, love doing it. Yeah. For someone like myself who does work on the topics that I do, it, this has also been really frustrating because the conversation is like finally to a point, I think, where more people are comfortable using like terminology uh, to describe what's happening in the world in a way of, you know, noting that things are getting more extreme that, you know, what's, what does Biden keep saying? Ultra MAGA. Whoa. Oh my God. So so it's like, we finally (laughs) have this conversation where like, we're acknowledging this extremism. We're acknowledging it happening in state houses uh, which has been going on forever um but especially so this cycle we're talking about you know democracy under threat uh you know how awful all these things are and all of that is true i think but then there's like we're talking in these kind of very you know dark and serious terms and then the response to it is just like well uh that's that's uh, why we're gonna have to vote in the primaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then like the Democratic Party is also making this psychotic bet that's like oh, we're gonna try to help the extreme Republicans because maybe they will be easier to beat. Seemingly having learned nothing right. what from is 2016. This Unbelievable! It like worked like once, but then it didn't, and then Donald Trump was the president. <laughs> like it's not. It's a different time. Um, maybe don't uh, lift up these fucking people it's terrifying it, it is really truly terrifying yeah so, so so it's it's like frustrating to hear that kind of language where they're like you know this is an assault on our democracy and mm-hmm. i'm like yes and, 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 and <laughs> yeah. like i i am glad you think that but mm-hmm. what what should we do now but we can't rock the boat you know what if they like it's like okay well then the boat's gonna be underwater more than the, it is like the first response i saw and was Joe Manchin's saying he was alarmed. Mm. You're fucking alarmed? Mm. Are you worried now? Are you worried oh, no. now that they're going to do the thing they just did? 
Did his shares in energy companies drop that day or something? Are, are we sure? <laughs> That's we gotta sure? be don't, it. Don't worry. Supreme Court took care of that today. So, oh uh, yeah. Jesus, we'll get you know, that. the, that's why yeah. hashtag vote is really important right now mm-hmm. because they're taking up a case to make make it so state legislatures could just decide mm-hmm. who <laughs> wins elections. So this yeah. is really this is really it, folks. Yeah, it's frustrating because there's like an element of like, again, like yeah, vote. Yeah, that's what you can do. But not just that. And maybe. Uh, I don't even what are you going to do if I vote for you? What's going to be different? It's like, yeah, I mean, a, a, like, honestly, AOC is the only person I can think of who's been like, here's what we should try to do. Elon this Omar and this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Here's why you should vote for us. Like, that's the thing that is always like one of the most. And we've talked about that before on the show a lot, where it's like. Vote for us, not because of who they are, but who we are. Vote for us because of what we want to do. But they're so terrified of, like, taking a strong stance on anything. They can't message, and like... we need to know who specifically. Where are the actual states? Where are the states that are holding us up? How about we do some detailed profile work of the what's there? What will work? I don't know. Give us some specifics about which, which areas. Because that's a true point, is that there are... Very democratic states with very democratic senators. And then there are places that are less so. And I, I don't have the answers to this, but lots of people are much smarter than me and study these things. There are probably different approaches that we can be making to different areas. Maybe that doesn't work. Maybe this is all bullshit, but it's something. Be specific. Let's not just give you our money for you to not do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there are a lot of like there are a lot of local uh elections and 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 more like yeah, targeted places. Maybe you know like yeah, voting for president's like whatever, fuck like <laughs> whatever. Uh but there are other elections that can do a lot and can have a have a big effect. Um it would be nice if the president was a good communicator. One could say that communication is one of the key components of leadership, and maybe this particular man is bad at it. Maybe he's a bad communicator. Keep thinking yeah. of that one, and this is not. Yeah, you I, need to play it. There's that one clip of him, like you can describe America in one word. <laughs> so true. So true. So, so true. <laughs> no, I like I. I also on on the topic of like what to do, right? Um, conversations like these aren't very fun it's a bummer like we are all frustrated rightly so but something that i also want to like in the spirit of being productive i also want to kind of say that cynicism is like really dangerous to political organizing you know we're criticizing the democrats response and everything but there are things that like normal people can do so like as i'm watching and like tracking these far-right groups screaming at school boards that uh the gay teacher fantasizes about molesting their daughter or something you know just like psychic psycho shit like i I always just like wonder where the opposition is it's like why are these the only people at the school board meeting right now Mm -hmm. and you know I, i think looking to politicians for leadership is good I, like that's supposed to be what their job is and like omar and aoc uh have shown really good examples of that uh but thinking that we're gonna like totally fix all of this at the ballot box i also think is a huge mistake this yeah. has become a whole of society problem 
uh, which means that the solution has to be whole of society. And God knows the right is doing that. You know, the mm-hmm. Daily Wire launching a movie studio and a book arm and like, mm-hmm. you know, just dark money like pouring into all these different little cultural products, MAGA rappers and like, you know, they're, they're really going for it on all fronts. And if the response to it is also not gunning on all fronts, then you're going to lose, like plain and simple. And I, yeah. I guess I would just encourage people to think about, you know, besides voting, what might that look like? Because as you rightfully noted, Cody, in these like local elections, I remember when I lived in Arkansas and I, you know, was taking uh, covering politics for a spin, like some of these county races for like judges and stuff, mm-hmm. hugely important positions yeah. uh, that determine the, determines the fate of like everyone in your immediate community. Uh, those are one with like a couple hundred votes a lot mm-hmm. of the time. A lot of people just skip it when they're filling out the ballot box. Uh, so like thinking about how to like get some energy together to like, you know, let's yeah. run some left wing people or like, you know, let's at least try to like neutralize, you know, the bad stuff at the local level. That That's the strategy that they used to build power was local up. Um, and I, I think the left kind of has to start thinking the same way and start thinking that way. Like. 20 years ago. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, we are going to take a real quick ad break for ads, you know. For advertisements? Yeah. Oh, okay. For the Tismans. Oh. Um, and then we'll be back for even more news. Hello, news absorbers. Hey, speaking of absorbers, are you tired of soaking dish rags in a bathtub full of tomato soup overnight so that you can keep them in your pockets and suck the nutrients from them throughout your workday? So many rags and cans of soup! There must be a better way! And there is. It's called eating. But sometimes, it's hard to eat right. So that's why we have AG1 by Athletic Greens. They're a superfood product that takes all of your daily vitamins and crams them all into a single healthy and delicious drink-like substance. A drink, if you will. In fact, just one tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients in one convenient daily serving. One second. The audio is fine. We don't always have time to eat. Tomato rags are fine, but not perfect. And so that's why AG1 is a really good option. They keep up with all the nutritional news and change their recipe to make sure they're the healthiest health product they can health. I mean, be. Doesn't matter if you're vegan or paleo or some other kind of human being, AG1 is designed for everybody. Right now, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash more news today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash more news to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. I did it, and I'm powerful. And we are back as promised for even more news. Oh. Wow. Jared, you wrote an article uh, that was published last weekend talking about how the right um, was trying to push this narrative that there was going to be widespread violence in response to the Dobbs ruling. Uh, You highlighted um, a Newsweek article and a Wall Street Journal op-ed that were talking about threats from this nebulous group called Jane's Revenge that didn't seem to have any like central organization or a lot of influence. 
Um, and then people like Ted Cruz and Kevin McCarthy. Um, <laughs> Losers. Uh. Yeah, they connected the the <laughs> what they thought the left response was be to the, and for our listeners, I'm using huge scare quotes here, riots mm-hmm. of uh, summer 2020. And that didn't happen. And, and most of the violence that we saw was as is the usual. The police got violent. Yes, the police threw uh, Stephanie from, from Full House around. That's so did. I guess I want to ask like how predictable it is that that's what the narrative was i mean it was it was pretty darn predictable it's kind of become the playbook that the right has used to try to delegitimize protests um especially popular ones you know protests supporting racial justice which most people support not not them apparently Mm -hmm. uh or you know for things like the protests we saw in reaction uh, to the Dobbs ruling uh, over the weekend. And the playbook is like so cynical and gross and it makes me feel slimy uh, just talking about it. But generally what they do is they identify some fringe element, you know, like any good piece of bullshit, there's like a small grain of truth. In this case, it was that Jane's Revenge group, which I still have a, a lot of fucking questions about. You know, just this random blog that popped up and then got amplified by people like Jack Posobiec. And it's like, ah. it's, it's, it's like, yeah. come on, come on, man. Like, how did that guy get the jump on this? This is this mm. is fishy to me. You mean the guy that had that uh, the rape Melania sign? Yeah, yeah. The the guy who uh, visited Comet Ping Pong, who took Pizzagate to the mm. next level. Oh, boy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So they they identified this and like Jane's Revenge, who who really knows what is going on there it's it's an anonymous blog supposedly some collective organizing behind it which i think is probably true to some degree but it's not influential it's not it is sort of a fringe threat and there's a few arsons uh or suspected arsons that you know police are investigating whether that group is connected to it but mostly it's just been like spray paint and stuff so Mm -hmm. anyway they're taking this sort of fringe threat and then they're like See what these people are saying and and what they're doing. This is everybody who you know right, is right. angry about this Supreme Court decision. And you know, where's the Kyle Rittenhouses of the world to go defend our churches? You know, and, and like kind of ginning up the base that way. And it's it's just so cynical and, and gross. But like in 2020, they were you know successful to at least some degree of like tainting public perception of some of those protests uh so they're like encouraged to go back and try to do it again this is like the new playbook they have they even have like their little like quote-unquote journalists that they send around to all these protests to go film like 30 second clips of people smashing a starbucks window or something but it's almost like they don't need any real riots to happen people believe that like cities burned to the ground a couple years ago they believed it happened this last weekend so it's like you just need to like ted cruz just needs to say oh i think we're gonna see more of this fake thing that happened then you know it's like i don't know how you combat that because it's not reality yeah yeah but like reality is like not the point of (laughs) them doing this right so it's i the point is to like delegitimize these protests in the eyes of their audience and to gin up a fear of imminent violence Mm -hmm. um, in a base that loves their guns and fantasizes about being the good guy with a gun in a self-defense situation. 
you know, at some point in their lives, right? So it's it ends up being a, a bit more sinister than just bullshit. Oh, absolutely. The they want yeah, mm-hmm. it's that um it's that uh, like Robert Paxton quote about this exact phenomenon in Germany. Communist violence was uh they, they had like it was this message, communist violence is rising. The democratic state is responding to it ineptly. And only the fascists who are like are tough enough to like save the nation from these terrorists. Like that is a playbook as old as playbooks. Yeah. And that's the kind of shit they want because then because they know they also like have they're the ones with the most guns and they also have the police on their side. Yeah. Speaking of all that sort of pivot, (laughs) Jonathan, why don't you update us on the January 6th committee? Yeah, so this, the January 6th committee announced a surprise session on Tuesday. We, we got testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson, who was a former aide to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. I'm going to go through some of the details here. Please uh, stop and react and uh, speak whenever you, you, you got, got something it. to say, because there's way too many details uh, here hey, to not yeah. inspire Amber a reaction. Heard 2.0. Tell me about it. Trump thought his January 6th rally crowd should have been bigger. He was concerned that the metal detectors called magnetometers were dissuading people who were armed. He said, take the fucking That's... mags away. They're not here to hurt me. Hmm. They're not here. I'm going to change your emphasis. They're not here to hurt me. Mm. It. Well, look, that's there's been a huge discussion online about whether the emphasis was on hurt or on me. In her video, she emphasizes hurt. Mm. Just in mm. the just in the interest of fairness. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. also said effing yeah. when he obviously said fucking. Yeah, right. I editorialized <laughs> right there and added fucking. Well, I, now I don't know what to believe. What, did it's, he say it's effing? Tough, yeah. <laughs> if Trump said effing, that would be. Very funny. Um, funny. That's probably the biggest piece of like actual evidence that the committee would use since, you know, he then they can say like he knew he was sending an angry armed crowd to the Capitol Mm. and was totally uh, fine because they weren't there to hurt him. Yeah, Yeah, but but he was right. They weren't. Do you think that Mark Meadows might be able to get some because that's a direct he directly was told. We don't have evidence so far of Donald Trump being directly told other than mm. hearsay. But either way, I don't think it means anything <laughs> makes any difference. Oh, yeah. None of this stuff makes any difference. I'm just going through it mostly because it's uh, amusing. Yeah. It's a, a weekend. Yeah. Tell us more to right. interject so on. Here's some of the sillier bits. Um, so on December 1st, the AP published an interview with then Attorney General Bill Barr, where he said there was no election fraud that could have changed the results of the election. This made Trump very, very mad. Mm. leading him to apparently throw his plate against the wall. Hutchinson went down or into the dining room later and had to clean ketchup off the walls uh, with the valet. So that's one detail mm-hmm. that... Mm-hmm. And there was a broken plate. Yes, there was a broken lunch. plate there. Do you think oh the my uh, God. ketchup I, I was... Was the ketchup for a burger or for a Big Mac or was the ketchup for I think a steak? It was a hot dog. He has, I, I like to oh. mention it was just a plate of, ke- of ketchup. Yeah, just, just a plate of ketchup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had one plate just for the chicken fingers and he dipped it into a whole plate of ketchup. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like rich people, rich powerful people, they just do weird shit to like get off because they have mm-hmm. everything. But um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 good good stuff. I saw somebody on Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I couldn't tell if they were being facetious or serious being like hmm destruction of government property in the white house maybe that's a crime and i was, I was like <laughs> oh, <laughs> we got, we got him folks finally 
<laughs> all that other stuff you did, but sir, mm. you do not mess with the China here at the White House. No, the worst part is the, the replies were like, China. oh yeah, this is like getting Al Capone on tax fraud. I was like, no, it's not. What no, the fuck what are, are you talking about? about? What? God, everybody's broken. <laughs> yeah. We also have to include that he lunged yeah, the lunge. I guess when, I think it's probably a generous word, but when his <laughs> he or tried to get <laughs> gestured towards <laughs> yeah. the neck of the head he of the security that detail, he wanted to lunge for. The... He tried to grab the wheel, which he has no idea how to use. Like, what mm. was he gonna do if he grabbed that fucking wheel? Left or right, right? You don't think? Wait, he doesn't <laughs> know how to use a steering wheel. You think? I don't know. Like, he knows how to drive. <laughs> yeah. When do you think the last time he had to drive was? I know he got took that publicity photo up inside the truck, but I yeah. don't think it it's moved. That, uh, it's that Mr. Burns bit, right? Like, I, I'm sure I can figure out which one's the uh, Deceleratrix and which one's yeah. the... I, <laughs> yeah, I am a motorist. Yeah, I am a motorist. Which one's the Velocitator and which is the Deceleratrix? Sorry, I had, I had to get it right. <laughs> There's a, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of stuff of people being like, I don't care about the, the car thing. We, we, we need to focus on what's going to be prosecutable for Attorney, Attorney General Merrick Garland. And I think... Like, obviously, that would be nice, but, like, let us have the funny stuff. Let us have well. it. Well, because the thing, the frustrating well, thing with all of this is, probably, and I don't want to, you know, I like to be optimistic at times, but probably nothing will come of this. So, at least let us have the funny bits. <laughs> like, is Merrick Garland going to do anything? I don't think so. Um, unless they no. have him on tape saying like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking let, let him riot. Let me like, I want to be the king. Even that won't do it. It would be like crazy unusual for the DOJ to prosecute a president. It has never happened, I don't think. And I don't think that, you know, Merrick Garland would take the shot if he didn't have like, if it wasn't basically like a free point, right? That You need right. rock. He could, he could, solid yeah the only reason, they're, yeah they're all just scared of doing the only way he's going for it is if he knows he can just like push it into the net yeah i've been thinking thank god i mean i'm not trying to suggest that the people that trump had around him are capable but <laughs> they certainly stopped him from doing what he wanted to do on that day that feels clear from this evidence of everyone saying like no you it will be a crime if you go there <laughs> yeah. you know like we literally we cannot let you do this and he's fucking lucky man that he did uh we, there was like we had a conversation uh recently it was like are you who are you more afraid of becoming president again what president next would it be god now i can't think it's of the trump Florida. or DeSantis, what's right? his name DeSantis, yeah, DeSantis. you know and it's like i i'm not sure but different different reasons different trump vibes. Is, Different reasons, different vibes, but he, you know, he's such a clown. He does the wrong thing. And so, in, in some ways, he's less terrifying to me, but I don't know if I mean that. Anyway, he's lucky. Yeah, it is like as satisfying as I'm sure it would be. It sets a wild precedent mm -hmm. to, you know, to be like, oh, well, if you do something really bad, you can like prosecute your political enemy and then. You know, not that I'll care if Joe Biden goes to jail in a few years, but like the second he steps out of office and like swallows a bug while eating ice cream or something, they'll they'll, you know, prosecute him. And right. Right. Like, 
And this is yeah, it's generalizing. It's not a, it's not a uh, uh, it's not a river you want to cross unless it's like we have to do this. I think that's what also where a lot of like the fear comes from from them too of like okay, well, uh, they got, I want to like the elites do, but like you know they're not going to go after like powerful people because everybody does crimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're all doing crimes, and so it just sort of opens it up for like well then. But I want to get away with my crimes. I want. I don't. I don't want him to do his crimes. So it just turns into this thing where, like, they just. Well, we'll just never. We'll just let it all continue. It's clear to me that there is only one man for this job, Robert Mueller. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it is Mueller. It's finally Mueller time. Trust the process. Robert <laughs> Robert Mueller will be receiving the death penalty. I take no pleasure in it. I was gonna ask if we can do some some Giuliani stuff. Yeah, please. Oh it, yeah, that that yeah. assault okay. that assault was brutal. One of the most harrowing acts of political violence yeah. I've seen in a long time. I need on, to take a moment on to par with the Capitol riot. I, think. I can't stop thinking about his poor back. Giuliani had so many things he did this week. In terms of embarrassment, rivals the I think the four season landscaping week. So I'll just go through what happened to him this week. And, uh, and bleeding black from his head. <laughs> yeah, that, that, all that, that was one week. This one is a worker at ShopRite slapped him on the back and said, what's up, scumbag? <laughs> I didn't so know he good. said that. I thought yeah. it was just... <laughs> He's, it's so he slapped good. Slapped him on it's... the back. He said, "What's up, scumbag?" And then something like your that position, is... your beliefs kill women, something like that. So funny. And the thing is, like, that's the only way someone like Giuliani should ever be greeted. It's just yeah. like, what's up? Yeah, it can't be the first time. Like that time someone saw Michael Cohen and said, "Hey, look, it's the guy going to jail." Like it's just yeah. very fun. Yeah. Um, and amusing. He's made it out to be this huge deal. He said, "I got hit on the back as if a boulder hit me. It hurt tremendously." <laughs> It hurt tremendously. Lucky I'm a 78-year-old in pretty good shape, because if I wasn't, I'd have hit the ground and probably cracked my skull. And then you would have bled more black from your skull. <laughs> this is an audio medium, but please go watch that video if you haven't it's already. really funny. Getting a little, the little tap. Yeah. That's not all. His son, Andrew Giuliani, lost in his bid to be New York's Republican nominee Aww. for governor. He came in mm -hmm. second to Lee Zeldin, who gets to go on to lose to Kathy Hochul in the general election. And then finally, he wrote and then deleted a tweet. I, I'm just going to read this tweet. Yeah, he he was it. criticizing uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, the witness. Well, first, yeah, what she said about him in her her testimony, yeah, which is said, that he asked for a pardon. Yes, mm. she said he asked for a pardon. Um, and he wrote the January sixth witch hunt cabal has now exceeded even its prior fraudulent. The last, <laughs> the last witness. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Even its prior fraudulent, the last witness was a reckless liar. Contrary to her false testimony, she was never present when I asked for a pardon. <laughs> what? <laughs> Actually, Oof. I told the president I did not want or need one. What the uh. fuck is that? You don't... He said he asked for... And then actually, I didn't. Just <laughs> don't write it. Just don't fucking write it, man. He's like, well, there's no delete button on this computer, so I better just say actually... <laughs> Right, like I can't, I can't, unbelievable. I can't untype is, that before I send it. Is he okay? No. Elon Musk's Twitter requires that anything you type is like that's part of the tweet. No it's matter on the what, blockchain before, before now, you send it. it exactly. Be. Yeah. <laughs> he did eventually. Oh, every every me, every letter you type is an NFT. So that gave it, me it. such a good, much needed laugh. If I'm going to be honest, it's been so mm. dark, but that was like a deep laugh. Mm, yummy. <laughs> I, I really wish I could have 
read those like three sentences without laughing, but I was <laughs> yeah. incapable it's of doing impossible. Yeah. He did ultimately, by the way, delete the tweet and then tweeted that he didn't want a pardon at all. Oh, good for him. Not that she good just wasn't him. around when he asked for one. Mm. Too bad we can screenshot. I wish I had the phone call from like whatever comms person called him like yeah. the second. <laughs> She's yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the right? fuck is it? Release those tapes. <laughs> just like how many like times if that has that person called me like you got to read your tweets before you tweet. <laughs> you got to like <laughs> you got to read them a second time, man. Now I'm imagining all the different people that are like, I don't want to do it this time. No, it's your it's like, turn. Bro, that, that's court admissible. We were planning to talk about some of the other terrible Supreme Court rulings. Um, My God, they are on a roll. It is like un unbelievable. unbelievable. I would rather save, dedicate more time to that so that we can actually talk about it. We covered some of it last week. It is just nonstop hits that are very mm. overwhelming, the implications of. But for six now- threes out there. I'm going to throw to Cody to talk about Daily Wire Plus, because that seems fun, right? It, yeah, it's fun. Daily Wire Plus is a thing. They already had a subscription model where you subscribe to hear Ben Shapiro teach classes on Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> there's, like a there's like a book club they do um, where he's, he's got like worksheets so you can learn along with them. It's like what we we're talking about earlier, like this sort of like cultural push to like influence uh or indoctrinate whichever one you word you want the youth and the culture out there um and i always thought that was really funny just like yeah if i want to learn about huckleberry finn i gotta subscribe to the daily wire to fill out ben shapiro's little worksheet about what it means i mean there's definitely like conservative grandparents everywhere like buying this putting oh, it yeah. on their putting it on their roku because every old person uses roku it's yes, a great exactly. platform but like it's but they all chose that one right and <laughs> when the grandkids come over and it's like oh do you have netflix it's like oh i don't have netflix but i've got something better you can watch it's right like, it's like can you watch mandalorian <laughs> yeah. no but we can watch gina carano in and it's just like yeah, Daily we watch Plus. Terror on the Prairie or Chip Chilla, which is uh, kids programming, you know, Ugh. that we haven't figured out yet. <laughs> what oh is that? Oh, is it a chinchilla family? I, uh, it is a family of, ch I think, unless it's mice, but no, it's a family of chinchillas. It's called Chip Chilla. Voiced by Chris Eliza. So the, t the tweet is, we're creating kids entertainment parents can trust. No divisive narratives, no insidious ideologies, just safe, fun programming the whole family will love. I... Jeez think maybe that's not true not my family my guess is that there maybe is some ideology in the daily wires children's programming maybe the uh, fracking billionaires and homophobic wilkes brothers are funding this for a specific maybe. ideology maybe like because also like they literally say this like shapiro is always talking about like yeah we you know we're in response to what we think is an assault on our values and our, our ideology we think like the woke culture in Hollywood and the left lib media and all this stuff are attacking us. So our role is to respond to that. And you're not going to respond to that with neutrality. Like, that's just not what their pitch is. So obviously it's going to be, I don't need to explain this to anybody. Obviously it's going to be deep, uh, steeped in ideology, but good for them. Disney, <laughs> Daily Wire, <laughs> Disney, Disney Wire Plus, Daily Wire Plus. <laughs> And I, I wanted to talk about this other this other tweet yeah. from uh, this Jordan Peterson fellow. Have you heard about this guy? Oh yeah, that, that was like the the big premiere exclusive of this 
Daily Wire Plus thing. Exactly. So it's like some good, clean, wholesome content. You know, you can put this on for your kid and Jordan Peterson will be like, the young, the young boys with the anime body pillows, they need to return to God. Kids God. love, love Jordan Peterson. <laughs> they love him. They can't, they can't get enough. They can't get enough. Um, He's a Muppet. Every day I, you know, I'm around kids and they're always saying, I, I need to hear what Kermit the Frog thinks about this. Yeah. What, what, Jordan what, Peterson, what is... Jordan Peterson, they exclaim. We want Jordan Peterson. Give us Jordan Peterson. Little kids yeah. all the time. All the time. All the time. Another reason I don't want to have kids. Because mm, they're, they're all into Jordan Peterson. Just, yeah. Like, shut up, babies. And yeah. you can't just say, you're so fucking stupid. Mm. You're dumb. You're a dumb little baby. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That wouldn't be good parenting. That wouldn't be good parenting. You're right. You know, so. <laughs> well, that's why you sit, them, you sit them in front of the TV with Daily Wire Plus on. Yeah. That's Let good that parenting. Let that be the parenting. Okay, tell us about Jordan Peterson. Anyway, Jordan Peterson, like, Four fucking weeks ago, tweeted something about a plus size model on Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. And he said that basically, I'm paraphrasing, he said, I can't fuck this. Well, I can't can't jerk (laughs) off to this fucking woman. What are you doing with this shit? (laughs) My my dick's limp is shit. Uh, He said, sorry, not beautiful. And no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. Sorry, not beautiful. Yeah, that's right. And then his response to prove that he like this, wow. you're like beauty is natural. And we all have like a natural like D- our DNA says what we think is beautiful. His proof was studies about facial structure and babies uh, uh, like reaction to facial structure, which I would posit has nothing to do with her weight. And so, like, maybe he just is, like, kind of a fraud and just, like, says whatever and then finds a study that's, like, loosely related to what he's talking about to prove nothing. But he did this and then people were like, hey, man, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. My favorite replies were the ones that were like, love you, bro, but, like, <laughs> my girlfriend looks like this and, like, she's hot to me. Right. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, so, like, obviously, we don't even need to get into it that much, but obviously everybody has, like, a different, like ideal of like beauty and attractiveness. What's attractive? everyone's everyone's yeah. attracted right, to different right. things and different people uh and different things uh but like it, that's just true and it's changed throughout cultures and throughout history and facial structure has nothing to do with what his tweet was about anyway so what are you talking about jordan i have enjoyed that aspect i've noticed this a little more recently of like a lot of right-wing figures tweeting stuff like that and then their fans being like hey i normally like really like your stuff but What's going on here? Like, I don't, I don't, this, I don't like this. So that's an interesting phenomenon that maybe we'll keep an eye out for. But so he did that. That, that, that is like the, the photo of the Cheeto and the door lock. That's like, <laughs> right, right, that represents right. to me. Still do it. <laughs> but so he tweeted this thing and then like went on his daughter's podcast to complain about how everyone was like mad at him or whatever. Uh, and then every once in a while he tweets something about different women he thinks aren't beautiful because he's a normal man. Mm-hmm. And he, about three or four weeks ago, said he was quitting Twitter because it's bad for him and bad for people. And then he absolutely fucking didn't. He will not stop tweeting uh, constantly, every single day, just a stream of tweets. And it culminated in this tweet about Elliot Page. And basically he tweeted about Elliot Page and about how like, I, I know some like the the butcher demon doctor who like mutilated uh, her and stuff and like dead named dead named him. And it's just like this very like transphobic tweet about Elliot Page, which does go against the Twitter rules. Rules of, of conduct. Service. Yeah, that's like it's it's out there. You can read them. 
And it seems to me like this happened on the same day. He's got suspended from Twitter. And Dave Rubin did, you know, his little lapdog tweet about how uh, oh, we got a paging Elon Musk. The society is crumbling. Peterson, uh, his tweet's been suspended and so on. He's like, he'll never delete the tweet. But th this suspension happened, like, not exaggerating, two hours after it was it was like within the, like two hours of him on his YouTube page dropping this commercial right. uh, for Daily Wire Plus, Jordan Peterson on Daily Wire Plus, exclusive content, all of his talks, everything he's ever done on Daily Wire Plus, new stuff, interviews and the fucking commercial for it. It starts with three sentences and they are I'm going to pull them up. He's captivated audiences. <laughs> changed lives outraged millions is the third one and like that's all it's about uh he makes people that you don't like angry um and triggers the libs check out daily wire plus it just it's like i'm not being like he did this on purpose but i kind of am uh he's been trying to like provoke for a long time, some sort of reaction like this. He's even talked about this. He's uh, used the phrase like on Rogan, I think is like, I've learned how to monetize SJWs. I do the thing then they protest and then my Patreon goes up. Yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing when he does it. He knows the response he's going to get when he uh, tweets something so grotesquely offensive. Yeah. On he so many levels. Like, just first off, let's not ever talk about someone's body. Hmm. Let's not talk about someone's body, uh, especially if you're some public figure commenting on another. Like, fuck you. It's not your right. He does it a lot. He does it a lot. But first off, get that trash out of your brain. But dead naming, the disrespect, you know, and almost painting Elliot as somebody that didn't have control of their body. As if this wasn't something that natural and... Uh, the only thing for him that's him <laughs> mm -hmm. i'm I, it's so frustrating i've lost the thread here but yes he absolutely he absolutely did this on purpose maybe he didn't expect to fully be suspended but who fucking cares uh, he did, he we did. are he spending knows. too he much knows. time talking about it we are um and we have a probably like two and a half hour video about this fucking guy coming, coming out, out in, soon, a few, so. in a few weeks but uh but months. man what a, yeah a few months we haven't shot it yet <laughs> yeah but it's, it's coming down it's just it was just very funny to like slowly realize this because i was like when i saw his tweet i was like well that's you know what you're doing there and then he got suspended and ruben like made a, a big fuss of it and then i was like well he definitely did this on purpose to get suspended and then i saw the commercial for the daily wire plus for him and i was like oh yeah. there you go there it is if daily wire is already a subscription service do those people get access to daily wire plus or is this a second subscription service on top of it I think it's a separate thing because you have to like, I mean, for a, like a year or two, you've like every other article you click on for Daily Wire is like, you got to subscribe to the Daily Wire to get this. This is like a, a like a new video centric thing with like the kids programming and Jordan Peterson Two, the, the, they're two things. They're two things. Yeah. <laughs> Cart cartoons and Jordan Peterson. We are yeah. really establishing their own IP and back catalog of, yeah. of content and Gina Carano movies. Yeah, no, I, I mean, what, what Jordan Peterson did here has, is like not new either. This is like a very common thing on the, well, I, maybe not common, but you see it pop up uh, quite a bit. Like uh, the libs of TikTok Twitter account oh, yeah. did this. 
got suspended for a tweet, launched a Substack. How convenient. And like, mm. it's making money there. The Babylon B did the same thing. They got locked out for a tweet and were like, well, I'm not deleting the tweet. And it's all the byproduct of this environment where like, I, I would believe concerns about cancel culture a lot more if it wasn't like a really potent cultural currency on the right right now. Yeah. Like, like, like they, they're begging to get canceled because then they can do this like, Exactly. Victim yeah. I will say that one thing that I have noticed, because we're very against that here. I won't speak for Cody about what I, I'm about to say. I've just been noticing articles about how that seeps in to like school kids, uh, you know, it, a real retaliatory. We're canceling, ostracizing, sending kids into depression, uh, you know, need to move schools kind of situation. And and I and that was given to me uh, somebody as an argument against cancel culture, and I was like, that's I get that that's the byproduct of what the right is framing cancel culture to be. I don't accept responsibility for that aspect of it, but I do agree that it's a heartbreaking element that you know. Yeah. But it's like it's because of this culture war thing, this idea that we have to ostracize when really what's happening well, is kids, a, kids. It no, I mean that's the point. What's happening is that people there are repercussions for somebody and then they go and monetize it to somebody else that disagrees with that penalty or what have you he they get to go mar milk it anyway yeah i mean kids, kids have never ostracized each other kids are actually uh not at all like they don't they're not cruel and they're not well uh, absolutely i think that that's a really fair point uh, i think that they're seeing. I know, I know, I, I know what you're talking I, about. I can it's send just you like, some articles. There's actually some really tragic sounding situations that are are absolutely happening around the country. I mean, I'm sure some of our listeners have kids and have seen this happening in their own schools. I'm not saying that that's anything pushing back against what. Like, I'm saying yes, and this culture war, the whole idea of cancel culture, and the their response to consequences is creating this thing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, the article that you were sent wasn't that New Yorker one about the kid that showed that nude, right? The New York Magazine canceled it. Seventeen. No, I'm thinking it. New, New, New York, York Magazine. Bands. Sorry. No, yeah. it's something else. Oh, yeah. But I do okay. know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's just it's just like a very clear move. You have uh people with a lot of power and like big platforms uh calling their specials canceled or triggered or whatever, trying to get a reaction and get the attention. Um, and then like then you have these smaller stories that no one really cares about like that fucking bodega guy who got fired for complaining about how there are no like whole foods in his neighborhood in new york or something like that which is like well that's unreasonable but it's not the same thing and these, no it's not these people know exactly what they're doing we are way over time at this point but it has been really really lovely lovely is that the word good Fu it's fun nice good good Nice. You're a great guest. Can you please tell our listeners where they can find you online, plug your podcast, all the things? Sure. So uh, a resident fellow at DFR Lab, go check out that stuff. Um, I have some personal news about my job situation that I am not going to say yet, but keep an eye out for that. Uh, I have a podcast called Shitpost. It's like 30 or so minutes every other week with guests talking about tech, culture, politics, that kind of stuff. Uh, so go check that out. And 
uh what else oh twitter uh, find me on twitter at jared l holt <laughs> do not try to find me anywhere else because i will not accept your friend request or like instagram follow thing love that twitter, tw- i love twitter, a, i love a solid mm-hmm. boundary like that twitter is where it's at twitter that's where yeah. you're at it's where things it's where, are at. <laughs> yeah there, there are there are things there there are there are there's lots of things you can look at good but mostly bad guys <laughs> We won't be back next week. Actually, we're next week is off. Week after we will be. That's true. But you know what? What? I just you gotta understand something, and it's what? that we love you very much. Much.